0: Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo. A leading source of knowledge in fast-emerging Asia and the Pacific for 20 years.
1: Uncertainty caused by the new coronavirus is disrupting services industries, ranging from healthcare to travel and tourism to financial markets, adding to concerns about their capacity to boost Asia's manufacturing-driven economies. In this podcast, Matthias Helbell and Ben Shepard, co-editors of the new ADBI ADB book Leveraging Services for Development, Prospects and Policies, along with contributor Valerie Mercer Blackman, explain why such pessimism is misplaced.
2: When it comes to services, there is a a traditional thinking, which is that um, services are not very conducive for economic growth. A lot of people think services offer very limited growth prospects. And then recently, uh, Professor Danny Roderick from Harvard, he coined this expression premature deindustrialization. He means that uh, now in a lot of uh, developing countries, the peak in manufacturing is uh, at a very low level. Of per capita income. And he basically concludes that this premature deindustrialization is one factor why many low income um, economies are not growing like today's high income economies did in the past. And we also see around the world some policies that try to bring back manufacturing jobs and try to boost employment in manufacturing. Now, if you look at the latest numbers in terms of employment creation in the US, then we see uh, most of the new jobs were actually created in, in services. So the overwhelming jobs are created in sectors like education, health, professional and business services. 71% of the jobs that have been created in India are in the services uh, sector. The, The biggest growth was actually in banking, education and IT services. We wanted to challenge this uh, traditional thinking that uh, services are not important, not conducive for economic growth. We wanted to better understand the role of services, the role of services trade, and also the impact of new technology on on services. And we also wanted to offer a better policy choice, and uh, that's why we labelled this book Leveraging Services for Development. Helble goes on to
1: describe the changing employment landscape within the services and manufacturing sectors and the factors
2: behind it why do we see less people in manufacturing there are various reasons of course um, as the world economy is growing there is a stronger demand actually for services but also we see some uh, supply side factors the manufacturing sector has become much more capital intensive so there are less jobs especially for low skills this doesn't only apply for high-income countries but also for low-income countries so also for the manufacturing sector you need uh, better skills and so um, the service sector is really the, the the sector where the employment will be in uh, tomorrow and so that's why why we decided to focus on the service sector in this book. Valerie Mercer-Blackman
1: discusses the increasingly blurred line between manufacturing and services and the challenge it creates in gauging the strength of modern economies.
0: You have something that's produced by Amazon, we have an iPhone, we have a t-shirt by Abercrombie & Fitch. All of these are actually factory this production, so they're American companies that outsource all of their production to another country and to another factory that they do not own, other people they don't own. And they just uh, do the logistics, the ordering, and the distribution. So they are actually counted as wholesale services in the United States, which is why the US is such a service (coughs) based economy. But it's really manufacturing. These companies decided to buy the factories that would actually produce their goods. They would become a manufacturing good. A lot of the problems that we're having with these definitions is how statistics have to deal with these. So one of the things we try to think is, let's just forget about this distinction between manufacturing and services. The fragmentation of production nowadays, not only across countries, but even across sectors, means that most of these things have a lot of value produced, a lot of services that, that, that contribute to the value, and a lot of the manufacturing goods that contribute to the value.
1: Mercer Blackman details the extent to which services is revolutionizing manufacturing businesses.
0: When you produce an automobile, you need logistics, you need research and development, you need the engineering services, you need the people who are going to do the transportation of the cars, the quality control, etc. Then there's what we see, uh, service activities within manufacturing firms, and there's a lot of increasing evidence of this. And that means that there's more, even within manufacturing firms, there's more employment and support services functions such as R&D, design, logistic, network markets, and sales. If you actually look at what people are doing in these factories, most of these people are actually sitting in desks doing a service. The, the robots are actually producing the, most of the goods. And then an output, services, when you think about consuming manufacturing goods, you think of photocopies, which is our manufacturing good. But in fact, a company like Xerox, it actually sells you a bundle. They sell you a service. The service is, we will take care of all of your printing, of all of your product reporting, of the, the way it's delivered, all of these things. And that's, that's really where the value is.
1: Ben Shepherd concludes by underscoring the importance of services for trade and growth in Asia moving forward.
3: Matthias talked about, you know, what I like to call the stereotype of kind of services pessimism which is that services sectors are low productivity, low growth and not traded. That is the view that most people and even many economists have of services. We really wanted to open that up and see whether the empirics match with that view or not. So the first thing that I did was to look at the role of services in the development of factory Asia, which is what I'm calling this kind of boom in manufacturing activity in developing Asia between sort of about 1990 and uh, the, the mid to late 2000s. What you see, of course, is manufacturing exports absolutely booming, growing at 12.5% per annum from 1995 to 2011, which is the period that I had data for. Services grew nearly as fast, 11.1% per annum. Obviously, if you compound a 1% difference over 20 years, you get a significant sort of gap at the end of that period. But the growth rates are actually very, very similar. Part of that is transport services, again, okay, which is a derived demand from the boom in manufacturing but that is by no means all of what is going on. This idea that services are non-traded is absolutely not true as far as the data are concerned. Services are becoming more and more traded over time. So Asia's trade boom, which we all know about, is in part a a boom in services trade, not just uh, manufactured
0: goods trade. This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo.